Hello everyone, this is Sergeant First Class Nathan Hutchison with Aqua West, also known as the Army Entertainment Office. This is a another episode of Joe Talks, and we've got a couple pretty special guests today, and we've also got an announcement of a pretty uh, special event uh, that's coming up with the the same organization these two soldiers uh, are assigned to, and that's First Cavalry Division. First Cavalry Division is reaching its 100th birthday, uh, and so they have put their birthday celebration in conjunction with their Spirit of Cav Week uh, this year to make it just a, a, a very big production. Uh, they're very excited about it, and uh, it, it should be a great time. The other thing, of course, that we have to acknowledge today and talk about today is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Uh, certainly not a thing of celebration, but the thing that we did receive out of that was some outstanding soldiers and outstanding leaders in the Army uh, in, in all, the, all the services. Um, but we have a couple soldiers here today that made the decision to join the Army after 9-11 and we just wanted to talk to them about their decision to join the Army and the reason for those decisions and where they are today. So without further ado, um, first up we have Sergeant First Class Fernandez. Sergeant First Class Fernandez, thanks for being with us today and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, if they, I try, uh, when I when I come to the United States, I come exactly in 2001. And uh, we, you know, we're planning to come with my family for, you know, for vacation. But uh, when we saw the the incident in, in the TV, we we think that was a a movie or something like that. But my brother-in-law explained me that that was a real life right now. They happened with the you know in 9/11 in 2001 with the you know in, in New York, and then we we say why why they attacked you know we uh, we think always the uh, United States that was a secure you know safety country and freedom you know. But uh, that happened in, in the, with that, and then I was uh, serving in my country. I'm from Peru. I'm Peruvian. I, I was serving my country for 11 years in, in Air Force, and I say, okay, I, you know, I want to join. You know, after that happened, because I want to uh, defend this country because they give me a lot of good opportunity for me and my family. And then when when I try, they then and reject me because of my age in that time. But uh, that's, that's where I tried to, you know, to join because that happened with those people. You know, I saw everything, a lot of people suffering, you know, the 9-11 and the towers. And then I say, why, why if I serve in my country, you know, now this is my new country, me and my family, why am I not defend this country too? And then they, they reject me. I pass everything except my age. So they told me I am too old for the for the army in that time, and they don't accept my my join. But uh, six years later, so they they come to me in my home, and they 
in recruiting me and give me the opportunity to join before 42 years. They have a waiver. That's why how I joined the army because I wanna, you know, be part of the team to 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 defend all those people and avoid another attack like that. And so I'm gonna ask you something uh, just to, uh, as a as a, an opportunity. Um, would you would you mind repeating that in uh, in Spanish? We have a you know, we have a he very heavy uh, Spanish population in the army and definitely oh, sure. uh, here in here in California and Los Angeles. Uh, and it would, okay, it would be very benef beneficial. Okay, okay. You want me uh, repeat everything until I join, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, bueno, mi nombre es Sargento de Primera Clase Fernández. Eh, yo vine acá en los Estados Unidos en el 2001 eh, encontré un país libre, un país de muchas oportunidades más bien muy buenas expectativas sobre todo para mis hijos y todo, entonces pasó, vinimos como turistas pero al pasarlo de las Torres Gemelas eh, mi familia y yo estuvimos viendo la televisión, pensamos que realmente era una un, una película no, pero mi, mi cuñado me explicó que realmente estaba pasando en ese momento esa tragedia ¿no? con las Torres Gemelas en Nueva York entonces nosotros nos sorprendimos mucho porque nosotros vinimos a este país nosotros habíamos escuchado mucho de Estados Unidos que era una potencia mundial y que estaba bien protegida y era un lugar seguro y de libertad y de abundancia que, que, que lo es entonces dijimos no, mira eh, le dije a mi esposa, mire, yo he estado sirviendo en la Fuerza Aérea por 11 años y ¿por qué no defender este país a mí que nos ha dado tantas buenas oportunidades, no? Entonces, este, el, eh, yo traté de unirme al, al, al Army, pero me negaron la oportunidad por mi edad. Me dijeron que, que me había pasado de la edad y nos quedamos muy tristes porque quería yo ser parte ¿no? de, este, de este equipo para defender este país que nos dio muchas oportunidades, muy buenas oportunidades para mí y un buen futuro para mis hijos, para mi familia. Entonces, no, no me dejaron, pasé todos los exámenes, todo, pero solo la edad es la que no me permitió, la edad en la que no me permitió este, eh, unirme al ARMI, pero por cosa de Dios, seis años después, ellos vinieron a mi casa, un capitán y un, y un sargento, eh, un staff sergeant, vinieron a mi casa a, a reclutarme. Fue algo de Dios para mí y finalmente pude eh, cumplir mi sueño de ser parte de ese equipo para defender y para que no pase lo mismo que pasó en el 11 de septiembre, ¿no? para que no vuelvan a atacar a las a, a, a ninguna parte de los Estados Unidos ¿no? para poder seguir viviendo en un país libre y, y me dio mucho gusto ser parte de ese, de ese equipo que ahora lo soy, ¿no? A partir del 2007, en mayo, que empecé mi entrenamiento básico. All right, and uh, so to, from that point to now, uh, how, uh, so you, that, that means that, did you say that it was, it was, six years afterwards that they came back to you? Or? That's correct. Okay. Yes, yeah, six years afterwards. <laughs> okay. So you joined in 2007. 
uh, officially. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Now officially, yes. Okay. And and so from then to now, uh, what is what has life in the army been like? Um, you want me to say in Spanish and English, right, both? Uh, yeah. If you can do both, that would be great. Okay. No, no problem. Okay. From at times I joined the army. Uh, basically, my life changed totally for me and my family. You know, basically for me, in, you know, in, uh, we we talk about the fitness, the shape, you know, or healthy. <laughs> The army take taking care of me and my family, and uh, I was very very glad to get the opportunity to join the army and uh, be part of the team. Like I said, that was my dream when I come to the United States, you know, serve this this country, and uh, I was feeling very very good, really really you know very uh, part of the team. I deployed you know four times, and I was very proud. To do that because uh, uh, I know I I did I tried to join because I wanna help people, you know, don't don't wanna kill people because I joined as a sixty uh, combat medic, you know, but I got a reclass to like to young supply, but uh, I I joined because I wanna help people, you know, to to save people the life, you know, no no kill people, but. Uh, that was my idea, you know, be part of the team and avoid that happening in 9-11. You know, that's why I joined the Army from, now, from that 2007 until now. I keep feeling part of the team, keep feeling proud of what I do, you know, and uh, I have a lot of mentors, you know, they help me to, to accomplish all my mission in the Army. Okay. Can you? Ahora en español. Desde que entré desde el 2007, bueno, yo quería entrar en el 2001, pero desde 2007 yo tenía esa idea, ¿no? De ser parte de este equipo y era un sueño para mí. ¿Y cómo es, no? Yo estuve orando mucho con mi familia, estoy, fue como de Dios, que vino un capitán en esta salida a mi hogar y ellos me resultaron ahí en, en mi casa, entonces empecé el. el entrenamiento básico a los 42 años con muchos jóvenes me, me sentí bien porque me sentí parte de un equipo que realmente eh, defiende este país ¿no? que nos ha dado tantas oportunidades y siendo yo inmigrante no me, me sentí bien porque me fui aceptado al final no no me rechazaron ni por la edad ni nada ellos más bien me prepararon no es más yo entré como un médico de combate porque realmente yo quería entrar alarme a salvar vidas, ¿no? A matar gente, era, no, no era mi idea, ¿no? Entonces, este, yo empecé como médico de combate, luego me logré un poquito la espalda, entonces me hicieron, me reclasificaron como un, uh, como supply, como un administrador de, de todas las, las propiedades del Army. Pero de verdad que yo me siento muy este, orgulloso de ser parte de ese equipo y parte de este de ese esfuerzo que se hace ¿no? en, el, en los Estados Unidos para poder este defender a, 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 a este país ¿no? y a mí me, me aceptaron porque justamente era necesitaban gente para enviar a Irak y no lo dudé en ningún momento yo dije claro que sí y para eso yo quería <ríe> enlistarme hace seis años 
Entonces me dijeron, sí, necesitamos gente para enviar a Irak para la guerra. Y no me asustó, al contrario, yo me sentí muy orgulloso que lo hacía por mí, por mi familia. Y, y finalmente pude lograr el sueño ¿no? de ser parte de este equipo para poder evitar que pase nuevamente lo que pasó en el, 9, el 11 de septiembre, que fue muy triste. Y que hasta ahora con todos los documentales que vemos y todos vemos que gente todavía les queda impactado ¿no? lo que pasó en el 11 de septiembre. All right, so um, so that puts you at uh, I guess about 14 years, right? Um, That's correct. Yes, I am 14 years now. And so, what is uh, what is your plan for the future? What is what do you have? Uh, what are your what are your army plans? Okay, so right now I'm working for First Cal Division Headquarters, headquarters as a uh, contracting officer talent management and helping all the fleet posts or the property book officer. But my plan right now is put my packet because I want to keep serving, you know, the United States as a warrant officer or as a um, contracting officer. So there's two plans right now I have for my future, you know, and the same time to be promoted to master sergeant and continue my career. But right now, my two plans right now is uh, my uh, pull my packet for one officer or uh, a reclass to uh, contracting officer and continue to serving until they let me <laughs> still in the army. You know, if they tell me still 22, 23, 24 years, I I can keep serving to to this country. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you repeat? Yeah. Sí. <laughs> Bueno, este es mi plan. Ahorita, después de lo, tengo ya 14 años, sé que son seis años más. El plan que tengo ahorita, que trabajo en la eh, primera eh, división ¿no? del Army, el de la caballería, primera caballería, la división del Army. Estoy eh, trabajando como un. que hago contratos de todos los, los contratos. Yo, yo los manejo, los contratos del Army. Y, con, y manejo todo lo que son en la calificación ¿no? del talento de los soldados para poder eh, ubicarlos en sus verdaderas posiciones de acuerdo a sus, a sus especialidades y también es, este, como mi, mi profesión que soy este, especialista en lo que es la propiedad del Army también tengo que ver todos los, los daños y las cosas que se han eh, perdido del Army para que el sean recuperadas y renovadas como deben de ser administro todas las propiedades del Army también en, y este, mi plan right now, eh, ahorita mismo es poner un paquete para ser un oficial especialista en su, en su materia que se le llama Warrant Officers y este, también como un Proper Book Officer se llama ¿no? un, un, como un administrador de, de otro nivel ¿no? de oficial y el otro paquete es uh, para hacer un contracting officer ya eh, cambiando, cambiando mi profesión y es que me lo permiten para poder ser ya este, especializarme solo en los contratos del Army ¿no? en los paquetes, en los contratos del Army ese es mi plan y si el Army me, me permite estar más de 20 años yo lo, lo voy a continuar la vida en el Army me ha cambiado a mí y a mi familia nos da muchas oportunidades y si ellos me permiten estar muchos años más yo lo voy a lo voy a hacer ¿no? 
All right, awesome. Uh, is there anything in your career so far that kind of stands out as, you know, this is, you know, that, that gave you a, a real sense of this is exactly what I signed up for, this is, uh, you know, this is the team that I wanted to be on uh, type, of, type of feeling? Yes. Um, curiosity, my my grandfather, he told me, you're going to be a part of the Calvary. He told me always, but I was in Peru, you know, and uh, and I feel like that was a destiny because I am the first Calvary division now, and I, I feel like this is the, 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 the team I want to be. And uh, probably, my like I said, my destiny or God's decision, you know, a mission, you know, have a mission from God because... I feel like that because when they come into my home to recruit me, it's not happening too often. You know, normally you have to go to the recruit, recruiting officer office and then, you know, recruit over there. But after six years, they come into my home. It's, it's kind of a gut situation because he, he made this happen, you know, because uh, they, they need people, you know, to, uh, they have all the, the, the the skills and everything and the mature and I have my master's degree and everything prepared to send it to to deploy you know deploy to to all corners but uh, I feel like this is uh, my destiny I, I'm very happy to be part of this team and obviously I wanna if I feel leave again you know I'm born again I, I, and I'm, I never change anything this is my 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 place where we're supposed to be in all my family. I'm glad to take care of my family like that. Awesome. And the same thing, if you don't mind. Sí, en español, sí. <laughs> bueno, la verdad que este, sí, yo realmente siento que este era la, el lugar donde yo, yo quería estar y estoy, gracias a Dios. Todo realmente se lo debo a Dios, a, al destino, porque fue algo increíble. Yo traté de meterme al Army y seis años después ellos vienen a mí. Es algo como que un milagro de Dios, lo que quería decir, ¿no? Es algo que realmente Dios tenía preparado para mí ese destino, porque es no usual que cuando tú te reclutes al Army, tú vas a la oficina, llenas tus papeles, das el examen como lo hice todo, el examen físico y todo, pero cuando ven la parte de mi edad me rechazaron. Pero después, seis años después, ya está, tenía casi 42 años, ellos vinieron a mi casa, un capitán en esta sala. So, es algo que realmente yo agradezco a Dios porque eso ha cambiado mi vida y, mi, y a mi familia. Y sí, pienso que ese es el lugar donde yo quise estar, estoy y, y quisiera seguir estando para seguir sirviendo a este país y evitar realmente que pase lo que pasó en él en el 11 de septiembre de 2001 porque eso fue muy triste y mucha gente sufrió y bueno yo fui a la, a la guerra en ese tiempo cuando me, me enviaron y de verdad que lo hice con, con mucho gusto pero ellos estaban buscando personas maduras que tengan unas buenas este, habilidades en ese tiempo bueno yo tenía también mi master degree entonces entré frente como especialista y ya iba a entrar como un oficial pero no tenía la ciudadanía todavía pero de verdad sí siento que ese es el, el lugar donde debo estar como dije donde donde debería estar y donde voy, me gustaría seguir estando si me lo permiten hasta que yo pueda y el armen me permita no <risa>
And so in that six-year period, how had your family life changed, and what did they, um, how did they take your decision to join the Army? Okay. Um, first of all, you know that everything is uh, you do just for your family, you know? And I wanted my family be in a, in a freedom country, you know, obviously. Knowing, uh, you know, when, when I saw this attack, we, we have to do something. You know, but uh, they changed a lot in the immigration uh, status too, <laughs> because uh, the other blessing I received that was uh, as soon as I joined the army, I can get my citizenship. You know, that was a big blessing for me too, and I actually I renounced to my Peruvian citizen because I want to get the secret security clearance, and I got it. You know, so I sacrificed things for my family too, for, you know, for this country, like I renounced my Peruvian citizen, you know, and I am, I want to be, you know, part of the team, but uh, officially with a secret security clearance and I got it, you know, uh, and my family changed a lot because all the opportunity I have in this country increased a lot with all the benefits I have in the army for me and my family. You know, as soon as we get PCS, we get the house, we get the, everything covered. You know, the Army take care of you. You know, when the people say why they want to get those ETAs and they don't have any plans, I recommend to them not do it. Don't do it because uh, the best job for me in the United States is to be part of the, the Armed Force. You know, to be in the Army, Navy, or Air Force. But uh, that was the best the best change in my, in my family and everything was happy when I deploy or when I when I PCS and actually I was in Germany too we have all Europe in our hands so that was a big blessing for me and my family it's a big change awesome and uh, my request again if you don't mind yes <laughs> no problem bueno este si sí, realmente un cambio tremendo en mi familia como inmigrantes, usted sabe que nosotros llegamos a este país buscando el sueño americano. Entonces, este, yo sin saber, ¿no? Eh, unirme al Army eh, eh, me ha dado la oportunidad de hacerme ciudadano en los Estados Unidos. Entonces, eh, fue una gran bendición para mí, porque normalmente eh, si yo fuera civil, hubiera esperado, porque yo tenía un contrato de trabajo, yo hubiera esperado dos años más para mi residencia, cinco años más para hacerme ciudadano, siete años más para... En la, la ciudadanía, en cambio entrando al Army, prácticamente ellos me dijeron que yo me consideraba ciudadano de los Estados Unidos al servir a este país y eso cambió mucho, por supuesto a mi familia, ¿no? porque también le pude ajustar el estatus a ellos ellos ya se quedaron aquí mis hijos, mis hijos agarraron la ciudadanía directa por mí, y mi esposa ahora es residente permanente el cambio ha sido total porque cada vez nos, nos enviaban a otro lugar, nos daban casa, nos pagaban los biles. El Army realmente cuida a las, a las familias. Es muy importante para el Army tener a las familias unidas y que no les falte nada. Es más, la salud, que es lo primero que, que es el, el gran beneficio que tenemos en el Army, es la salud. Realmente el cambio fue totalmente... Si, si vinimos a vivir el sueño americano, siendo yo miembro del Army, incrementó mucho más los beneficios y el buen trato que nos ha dado el Army. Es más, nosotros estuvimos en Alemania 
por tres años y, y fue creo que el mejor tiempo con mi familia. Teníamos todo de Europa en nuestras manos prácticamente y, y gracias a eso nosotros pudimos conocer muchos países. Gracias al Army, gracias a Servir, gracias al sacrificio que, que hizo y todas esas cosas fue por realmente la, la familia. El Army lo que me gusta es que siempre cuida a las familias para que estén unidas y que no se separen. ¿no? Eso es lo que más me ha gustado y realmente el cambio ha sido tremendo. Y gracias a Dios, muchas bendiciones recibimos y seguimos recibiendo. You're joining the service, and uh, your, you know, your your dedication to the nation. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to add before we we finish up? Um, no. Um, if they ask me again to <laughs> to serve this country and try to, you know, if I don't if I don't join that time, I I do it again because. You know, this is my, my thing. I was uh, serving my country. I've served my, my new country. This is my country now. I know a lot of people that don't want to join after that happened. And then I 11 if they told you they need people for go to Iraq, I recommend to them do it because this country needs to be free, you know. This country needs to be the safe place to stay you and your family. You know, that's the only I recommend to all the Jews, you know, thinking twice. The best job in our is is joining army. That's what the big job in United States. That's only I can say, you know. And God bless you, everybody. All the people suffering, still suffering for the 9/11 happened. I I God bless all the people. All right. And one more time. That was in Spanish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sí. Una cosa más. Eh, me gustaría agregar es que ese país si, si uno se pone a pensar realmente merece que uno esté defendiéndolo porque aparte de todas las oportunidades que nos da este país nos, nos ofrece tener a la familia bien no y por qué no seguir defendiéndolo si a mí me preguntarían nuevamente si no estuviera yo en el army para eh, unirme de nuevo al army yo lo haría yo lo haría sin pensarlo dos veces yo sé que es peligroso por las cosas que están pasando que no es más, cuando me preguntaron si eh, necesitan gente para ir a Irak, le dije sí, sin dudarlo, ¿no? Sin dudarlo realmente, porque no hay que tener miedo. Si uno está con Dios, no hay que temer, no hay que no hay que dudar, ¿no? Y sí, le recomiendo a todos los jóvenes que ellos a veces piensan de que no es bueno seguir en el army. Yo digo que sí, es bueno, háganlo, hay que hacer algo por el país. Y por supuesto que yo les digo, el mejor trabajo aquí en los Estados Unidos, para mí, personalmente, es ser miembro de las Fuerzas Armadas. Para mí, es el mejor trabajo y recibe muchas, muchas bendiciones. Y que hasta ahora recibo yo tantas bendiciones. De verdad, yo le envío todas mis bendiciones a esas personas que siguen sufriendo por lo que pasó por el 9 de septiembre en Nueva York. Y de verdad que esto lo hago por mis hermanos y mis hermanas en Dios. All right. Well, Sir Fernandez, uh, I appreciate your time, appreciate your service, and, uh, you know, thanks for taking taking time out of your day to talk to us. And uh, next time I'm down at Fort Hood, I'll make sure to stop by and say hello. Excellent. Excellent, brother. Thank you so much for the opportunity to to speak up, you know, and I 
I recommend to everybody to speak up with what they're feeling, you know, and the other people, they can follow your testimonies, you know, and they can increase their testimony too about the, you know, the, the, the blessing they're receiving in their life. All right. Well, that's what, that was a great interview with Sergeant Fernandez. Uh, great guy, great soldier. Uh, I'm sure that First Cav is, is very happy to have him on their team. And another First Cav soldier that we, that we have with us today that's also going to be talking about his, his experience and about joining the Army right after 9-11. And obviously a, a tragic event, but, you know, the people that stepped up and, and really made a decision to, to serve this country after 9-11 I think is a pretty significant event. And I would like for Major Scott to tell us a little about a, a bit about his story. Yeah, hey, so uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Major Sean Scott. Um, I am the Brigade XO for 3rd Brigade 1st Cav, um, Gray Wolf. And, uh, you know, my story, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Um, I was a senior in high school um, when 9-11 occurred. Um, at the time, um, just because of uh, family, uh, both my cousin, my father, and my grandfather all kind of served. Uh, my grandfather served in World War II um, in the Pacific, and my father had served during World uh, Vietnam. However, he was he was not deployed, thankfully. Um, uh, but because of their service, you know, I was always kind of drawn to service. Uh, however, you know, when 9/11 um, occurred. Um, you know, my desire to serve and, and to be part of something bigger, something greater than myself uh, was really solidified. And so, you know, I distinctly remember in high school, uh, my senior year, um, in between classes, uh, watching the news um, and watching the, the planes hit the tower, um, which, you know, was kind of heart-wrenching. And it, at the time, it took me back to thinking this is this must be how my grandfather felt uh, in World War II, hearing or and seeing the news articles with regards to to Pearl Harbor, um, and then you know that solidified his his desire to serve. So, yep, I, I made the decision. Initially, I enlisted. Um, however, as I was enlisting, my my father made a very very strong argument since he was enlisted and his grandfather was enlisted, and my cousin was enlisted, um, that he he wanted me to try try college first. Um, and that if, if I did one year of college um, and it turned out it was not for me, um, then, then by all means, uh, enlistment was he, was, he was okay with me enlisting, knowing kind of what was going to you know, lead down the line. And this was before, um, before the, the war in Iraq. So uh, my, first, uh, my, my freshman year, my first year of college, um, I joined ROTC just so that I could uh, – you know, actually have a taste of a little taste of what it was like in the military and be around, um, you know, some, some very, uh, influential leaders of my life and, you know, at the time. And so my, my freshman year is when, uh, you know, we, we went into Iraq and the Iraq war started. Uh, we were already kind of in Afghanistan at that point, although, uh, everything was, was much smaller scale at the time. And so it, it didn't change or, 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 or deter me at the time from wanting to uh, join the military. It just kind of solidified my desire um, to, again, be part of something bigger and, and to, to serve my country. 
Um, so I stuck with ROTC and uh, my senior year. Um, and as soon as I, I graduated, uh, went off to um, Armor OBC, um, which I was excited to be a tanker. Um, and as a tanker, I'm even more excited to be a part of First Calf uh, because of its lineage and heritage. And then uh, I, did, I did one tour, um, you know, shortly after uh, my, my first unit was 3rd ID, uh, 1st Brigade. And shortly after arriving to the brigade, um, we, we were on task to deploy to Iraq. And I did one Iraq deployment. Um, you know, while I was deployed, it was, it was a little nervous for my family. But at the time, you know, tons of training, great leaders around me, great soldiers around me. I, I, I had full confidence in, in our ability at the time uh, and, and still to this day to deploy um, and, and uh, you know, accomplish any mission that's put at hand. So that's kind of a, a synopsis. I, I, have, uh, I have really, truly enjoyed being in the military. Um, there's been some good times and some bad times. Um, the Army has afforded me every opportunity that I can, could have ever asked for, um, served in a lot of different units and different positions and loved every one of them. Um, every, every place we've lived, every opportunity I've had, I've been grateful for. Um, and, and, you know, I, my wife and I both have, have agreed that, you know, although there are some really long days and, and deployments where, um, you know, I am, I am away from her um, and the rest of our family, we've, we have had the opportunity to travel and, and see some places and, and live in places that we probably wouldn't have just, you know, uh, having grown up in Los Angeles, who probably stayed would have stayed in Los Angeles, but instead, um, you know, we've we've traveled to Europe, lived in Europe, lived on the East Coast, West Coast, um, and then now here in Central Texas. So, absolutely love being in the military, love being in First Cav, and and it's really truly been an honor um, to serve, and and especially to serve with some really um, awesome leaders and some some great troopers um, that I've had over the, the course of my career thus far. That's great, sir. Uh, is there anything that stands out, you know, in particular that, especially having a, a lineage of, of uh, military service, um, I'm sure that you had stories from your from your father and from your grandfather. Um, was there anything that that stuck out as a point in your mind where you said, you know, this is this is definitely what they were talking about, and this is, you know, I I, I feel like I'm in the same place. Yeah. So. Um you know, both my grandfather and my, my father especially, um, and, and his cousins, um, even even his cousins who did serve in Vietnam and, and deployed on, uh, I want to say, at least three or four deployments to, to uh, or rotations through Vietnam, you know, the one thing that they, they said all along was, uh, you know, they love the camaraderie um, and, and they love being part of, of a unit and it's the soldiers that they worked with, the other Marines that my dad, you know, worked with that, that he was, you know, even from basic training that, you know, he still talked to to this day. Um, you know, he really loved that. And he, like a Marine, he's always a Marine. So he has a Marine sticker on the back of his car. Um, and anytime he has a chance to talk to another Marine, he loves it. So he, mm -hmm. he still to this day feels pride in, in his, in his time being a Marine. Um, my cousin who is, uh, also in the military. Um, you know, I, I remember actually going, uh, out shooting with him and one of his friends who was a, who was a tanker. Um, and I remember the stories they would tell that, you know, 
to the two of them together my my cousin was op four um with uh you know down in uh j r t c um in in we in uh uh louisiana and uh he he absolutely loved being op four and his friend who was a tanker was you know a blue four was was a you know, a soldier on the other side of their, their mock battles. And so the, the stories that they told together um, just made me smile, made me grin, also made me want to be a tanker um, hearing the stories that his friend had told. But, uh, you know, it's that camaraderie. It's the friendship that's, that's gained through, um, you know, through some struggles, through some, some pain and uh, physical pain, you know, as you're going through PT and, 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 and the, uh, the training, because the training is not easy. It's, it's, it's challenging and it's arduous at times. But you come out of it stronger together, and you feel that that pride and that closeness, having gone through it together. And um, no, no matter no matter what happens, you, you always have a battle buddy. Um, and I, I really uh, that resonated true, and it still resonates true to this day. A lot of the friends that I've grown up with through OBC, I still keep in contact with. Um, and it's it's truly enjoyable to to see other guys that I kind of have grown with through the military watch the paths that they go through and the things that they do. And we always have that same thing in common going back to the days when we were in OBC together, you know, crawling through the bushes, trying to, trying to, you know, do these mock battles against each other. It's still stuff that we laugh about to this, to this day. And how do you, uh, how do you relate the, the idea of, you know, a decision to join after nine 11 and, and, uh, you know, kind of that commitment. Um, how do you relate that to the younger soldiers? And you know, the, the I mean, we're we're getting to the point now where we have soldiers that are joining the joining the army that were not born when 9/11 happened. Um, and it's it's something that you know, is it something that they still connect with, or is there is there a way to talk to them about that to to help it resonate and the importance of of what we do? You know, it's it's kind of hard um, because it's different living it and seeing it in in your life than reading about it or seeing it on TV. So a perfect example is just my own personal experience. So you would read all through growing up as a kid um, and into high school about um, you know World War One, World War Two, and especially World War Two. You'd read about Pearl Harbor and you couldn't really put it into perspective um, what people at the time had gone through, but you knew that there was a significant impact because of the the draw that that it 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 uh, yeah I guess the draw and the impact that it had on the desire uh, to want to serve and to be um, yeah to, to to serve and be a part of. I guess a response um, to the attacks on Pearl Harbor. Um, very similar to to me and some of my generation, um, and and the, some of the leaders above me that um, you know when they joined, they joined probably right around the the time of uh, the the nine eleven attacks or sh- shortly thereafter. Um, that they had probably the same feelings that I had and the same drive that I had that you would you you saw from you know back in World War II 
it's kind of hard then to turn around and relate that to troopers other than to say, you know, it, it's kind of relate your, your feelings and tell them how you felt and the fact that it was just something you read it in a book, but it was more something you felt when, when you actually lived it and saw it. So it's, it's hard for, for you to translate the feeling and the emotion um, because it's, it's a feeling and an emotion versus, um, you know, explaining it to them. It, it's kind of hard to, to even put into words, um, which is why, you know, I, I think it is the most challenging. It, it's not something that you can, you can necessarily describe because it's, it's more of a personal emotion and everybody had a, a different emotional reaction to it um, than maybe I had. Yeah, you want to you don't want to step to the point of of saying back in my day, um, but you're still trying to to get a point across. I understand. Yeah, exactly. So as far as as your progress now and and your your way forward, um, obviously as a tanker you're you're pretty happy where you are right now. But what what is the next plan? The next step for you? Uh, for me personally, you know, I, I, uh, despite being a tanker, I've, like I've said, I've been in a lot of different jobs. Um, I haven't been in a tank since I was a platoon leader. Um, the last close thing I had was, was a Bradley as a battalion S3 not too long ago. Um, but my, my goal, my, my next goal is to, um, become a battalion commander for, for, a combat arms battalion and, and have, be on a tank again, be, be a part of a, you know, a four-man crew, um, and really feel that close camaraderie with a with a crew, um, and then to have a battalion is, uh, you know, that I'm that I'm in command of. I think it's every officer's uh, goal, especially combat arms, to eventually lead troops as a battalion commander. You know, you've, you 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 want to be a platoon leader, and then you want to be a company commander, um, because those are the things you read about. You know, as a you know platoon leaders and company commanders in Vietnam and in World War II, and then. The battalion commanders you you read about in history um so that's that's kind of my my next goal is um be a battalion commander of a you know of a, of a combat arms battalion um you know and and be 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 with the troops you know yet again uh, i'm sure my next job will be more of a broadening assignment which you know i i also thoroughly enjoy those um because it makes me more well-rounded gives me more experience um, especially ones where I'm, I'm working with either other countries or with uh, other sister services and, and uh, you know, sailors, Marines, airmen um, of other services. Those are always enjoyable because it gives me a different perspective of other militaries and what, you know, what their experiences are and, um, and kind of how our two experiences relate. Okay. Well, you know, and that's a good, uh, a good segue into – you know, is there is there anything that you know that stands out in the army that you that you weren't expecting? And and kind of my thought process on this is that you know what you see in in movies and TV and everything else is is very much you know you've got the commander and the you know and the and the commander is actually the one that's out there leading the charge and you know and and in the middle of it and the you know every uh, every story is about the you know the person that is is in that lead position but you don't really ever hear about the other opportunities that are that are around and all the different jobs that that there actually are regardless of your MOS or regardless of your branch 
Um, uh, did any of that stick out to you as, you know, even after four years of uh, ROTC that you said, I didn't realize that the Army was this big? Yeah, um, you know, despite the fact that it, it is big, um, and it, it, is a, it is a big engine, well-oiled engine, um, it, it is every single person within it um, has, has a significant role and impact on it. Um, and the Army can't function, you know, especially without its, its soldiers and its troopers. Um, and that's probably the, the thing that, you know, growing up watching movies, as you said, um, especially as, as a kid up and until probably um, more, more recent movies, it, it, a lot of it was about the leaders and the iconic leaders. Um, and you really didn't see a whole lot of movies about the, the troops at the, you know, at the t- team and the squad level or within the platoon. Um, but that kind of changed with some movies where you, you start seeing more movies more recently that um, you, you start seeing stories and, and the camaraderie uh, of the the platoons and the the, the squad mates, um, probably because we have a lot more veterans that come back and they, they do tar- start, you know, talking to, um, you know, the, the people in Hollywood making films and writing scripts. But it, it is something that I kind of didn't expect until I, I got into the military. Um, you know, I, as you said, in ROTC, I first started noticing all the people in ROTC that you're running around, um, you're a squad leader only for a short period of time, and then you rotate out, and everybody else that's there with you that's all trying to be an officer in the military, they, they all have their roles, and they, they play the private, they play the, play the top team leader, platoon leader, uh, maybe even the company commander. Um, you start building that, that relationship, and you start seeing how everybody um, within the, the team, within the squad, within the company, battalion, brigade, you have it, or you name it, everybody's got their role and they all march to the same beat. Um, and so as my personal experience, one of the things that, um, you see it in the movies, but you don't really know what it feels like until you're, until you're there is the, the immense pride that you have as a leader, um, watching your troops execute something that you put together, whether you think it, whether they think it's going to work out or not. Um, they will execute it to the best of their ability. And then when, when you have success um, and or when those leaders that are adaptive, um, which a majority of our leaders, even our soldiers, are very, very adaptive, you know, as they see a, a problem or they see a, a gap in the plan, they fill it. And when you, you, know, when you have a successful mission or a successful training event, um, it's, it's extremely satisfying. And it's, it, it, it fills you with a sense of pride, not just in what, you personally were able to accomplish, but more so what your team or what your squad, your company, um, your battalion is able to accomplish. Even as a brigade XO, I'm not necessarily, uh, I'm not really in charge of anything. I am, I am, uh, I, I support the commander and, and, uh, coordinate his staff and, and the other battalion, uh, XOs in order to make a mission happen. And when we do make that mission happen, it's extremely, um, you know, there's an extreme sense of pride um, that we were able to make something, accomplish something that sometimes is very, very complicated and complex to accomplish. But when we do, it's extremely satisfying. And again, it brings a lot of pride in the unit, pride in the soldiers and the troopers that make it happen. Awesome, sir. Um, That's about all the questions I have for you. Um, Do you have anything else to add before we 
sign off? No, I, I would just say, uh, you know, thanks for having me on and interviewing me. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, and, uh, it's an honor, especially to, to represent, um, kind of my generation and, and to speak on behalf of, uh, of, you know, my experiences and whatnot. Um, and I'm also, you know, grateful to, you know, have the opportunity to, um, tell a little bit about my, my unit here with the first calf, um, and, and specifically gray wolf, uh, brigade, um, just to throw a couple of coins out there, nuggets out there of, you know, sense of pride that I have in, in my unit. Do you have any significant pieces coming up in the, uh, the centennial anniversary birthday? Uh, by significant pieces, what, what are you referring to? I, uh, just, you know, is there, is there anything, um, outstanding that, that your brigade is, uh, you know, heavily involved with or, or, um, you know, I'm sure everybody's heavily involved, but yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, I see what you're saying. Now we, uh, we have, um, a, a, a small portion, the, the whole division is coming together to, to make the centennial, um, uh, the, the Cav week happen. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fantastic event. Um, you know, we're going to have vehicles out there on display and, and, uh, we're bringing in a lot of, uh, um, former veterans and, and association members of the, of the Cav association. Um, you know, and it's just a way for not only us to showcase the, the division and the troopers within and all the great things we've done, but also to pay homage to, um, you know, the history and the heritage of all those troopers within the division that have come before. Um, and I think that's probably the, the most important part about the celebration is it's, it's to celebrate those that have come before and those that have paved the way, um, in the last hundred years of the CAV, um, the first CAV. So it, it's an honor to be a part of it. Um, it'll be an honor to be a part of the formations and, and, uh, um, and, to. uh, help put the thing together uh, along with all the other brigades that are participating uh, across the division. Awesome. Well, sir, uh, thank you for your service and thank you for your time. And uh, next time I'm in town, no, thank you. I'll say hello. Absolutely. Thank you very much.